Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Finally playing a Star Wars game 10 years after its release, playing the game on a Linux machine, check. This is my initial thoughts review for Star Wars The Old Republic. A. D. N. It's headphones nailed! What's up guys, Headphones Neil here, back with a very special review in the form of a Star Wars review, um, but notably for a game that I had a chance to barely play when it first came out back in 2011, and that's the MMORPG game Star Wars The Old Republic. So as a fan of the original two games, Knights of the Old Republic 1 and 2, this game was right up my alley, but because at the time my... Um, PC was not powerful enough to play the game, I was unable to get beyond some of the initial levels. I was able to basically create the character, land on Korriban, and from there the game would be too overwhelming for my system where it would just shut down, get stuck. I think I barely got into some world exploration and that was about it. Um, so recently I got a new laptop, installed an SSD, set up Linux and all of that, and I got Steam installed. So I got to thinking and remembered that Star Wars The Old Republic was available on Steam to play. So to test out my Steam installation, I would use it as one of the two games to test out to see how well it works, see if I could even play it, and um, maybe get a little bit further in the game than I originally did to see how good or bad it was. So I've been playing the game for a couple of days now, and I've definitely been able to get beyond what I did um, back in the day. So coming to it 10 years later feels good to me just because I feel I can now enjoy playing the game, albeit on the lowest settings, but I can enjoy the game, play it, see how the story holds up, see if it stays true to the legacy of the original two Star Wars games. I'm oh, sorry, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic games. And um, generally just play it and enjoy it and um, share my gameplay. So to start off with the basic stuff, as I mentioned, I'm playing the game on Linux, notably Kubuntu 20.10. So uh, good 
um, solid operating or operating system in Linux build. Um, running on a Intel i5 dual core processor, 8 gigs of RAM, of uh, some of the hardware specs. Video card is okay, which is kind of why I have to play on the lower settings. The game still does have um, higher requirements, which kind of sucked to me just because the first two games in this franchise were generally playable on decent, even mediocre hardware. So that's kind of the bummer for me, but at least I was able to get into the settings of the Old Republic, reduce all the settings down to low, and I can generally play the game. They're still stuttering and hiccups from time to time, but it still plays. I can navigate, complete missions, and generally just enjoy the game. So for me, while grabbing high-end graphics are nice, not having them is also fine just because in general the look and feel of it is close to the original two, but a little bit improved. Um, otherwise, as far as the Steam installation goes, because I'm playing on Linux, I do need to use Steam Link and something called Proton to add a compatibility layer so the game can run on a Linux system. It still is generally just a Windows-based game. I think it might run on Macs too, but I didn't check that part. And actually reading the wiki, it does says it's for Microsoft Windows. so. Um, if you do want to play it on Linux, you do need to, like I said, have Steam installed and then use the Proton compatibility layer to get it installed. Um, so that's how I'm able to play there. And from there, once you set up your, once you've downloaded and installed the game, you create an account. You're able to log in and jump right into it with the character creation, um, allegiance, and all of that stuff. So that part from my memory of it um, holds up so you once you launch the game you um, are able to pick a character class and allegiance so you can pick um, the Sith Empire or the um, Galactic Republic um, then you pick your class so in my case I picked the Sith and I went with a Sith Marauder um, so you can pick essentially um, a, the Sith Warrior class a politician or a bounty hunter and then you from there you pick male or female um for me i pick male and then from there you pick the various characteristics like facial hair tattoos skin color and things like that your basic um character look for starting the game which will develop over time so if you go the way of the sith you look generally get more evil looking and um have scars and things like that with the jedi you would get something like looking more hopeful um positive radiant and kind of something to look someone to look up to so it looks like they evolved what happens in um knights of the old republic one and two but enhanced it for a more mmo look and feel so generally a very good update there um so from there based on the class that you select um you get um a starting or the classic or traditional um, opening crawl for Star Wars based on the class. So whether you're um, Sith or Republic, or sorry, Sith or Jedi, um, and then depending on your class, so whether you're a warrior, politician, or bounty hunter, and that all depends on where you start the game. So starting as a Sith Marauder, I landed on Korriban. I got my first mission that um, I was pushed ahead in the ranks to become one of the Sith, but I still have to prove myself. So I have to accomplish various missions in order to, in order to show my worth. So overall, playing the game from here 
is straightforward and good. The only thing that kind of feels overwhelming, not really having played any MMOs or anything like that over the years, is the UI. But um, generally, the game does a very good job of showing, of letting you subtly know what to do. So um, you click on the bottoms buttons at the bottom of the screen to activate various force powers and. Um, add-ons you have like health or uh, force powers and things like that. If you have something in your inventory, by right-clicking on it, you can equip it or use it. So things like um, clothing and weaponry or various uh, powers and add-ons. If you wanna, if you're interacting with a probe droid, then you or one of the droids, you can um, sell your items um, to them for credits. Um, same thing with picking up items, you can right click on uh, loot that's dropped so that you can see what the loot is and then pick it up if you want to um, put it in your inventory. So overall the game generally holds up, the visuals are beautiful and worth it, even on low settings it is a, a game that I very much enjoy and they very much stuck to um, the visual elements that you got in um, Nice of the Old Republic 1 and 2. So as you're playing the game, um, you'll be able to um, generally j enjoy all of those, um, all of the visual elements that you um, are used to. So I generally recommend the game. The one thing that's kind of odd to get used to is the, um, or that's a little bit different is the mission system. So coming straight from Knights of the Old Republic 1 and 2, you expect a journal somewhere to pull up your missions, but um, so while that's kind of there, if you look to the top right of your screen, then usually you get what your current mission is. So you need to go back to, go to somewhere to accomplish a mission or go back to someone to let them know you're done. So one of the things that I found particularly intuitive was or intuitive to me just because I don't play this style of game very often is by pushing M you pull up your map which is very obvious so I'm um, just thinking okay well I want to look at my world map so if I push M will that do it and that did it so you can see where you're at you can see where various um, locations are where you need to go to what you need to do um, if you need to equip something or look at your inventory you hit I that's about as far as I've gotten so far, so as far as keyboard shortcuts and things like that, but like I said, thing, what you would kind of expect something to be is what it is, so um, I give it points for doing that. Um, and accomplishing missions, and from what I remember, it's much easier because I've gotten used to and I've over the years learned to use more of the inventory and mapping system in the games in order to accomplish missions. So that's the one thing I do recommend um, in this game is that pay attention to what your missions are by looking at the right top right of your screen to see what um, open missions are going on for you. But then also use your map to help you help guide you to where you need to go. So I think in one of the initial gameplay videos, I somehow made it to the tomb of Marco Ragnos, but I'm not supposed, I wasn't supposed to at that time. That's actually an upcoming mission and you do need to have enough skill in order to accomplish that mission. So that's why you need to pay attention to your missions, like finishing the tomb of Ajunta Paul so you can equip the sword that you pick up. Uh, you complete the Tomb Raider quest there, or the Tomb Looter quest in order to pick up some artifacts and get some skill points there. So 
Things to pay attention to like that are generally pretty intuitive, but if you find that a particular area is too hard, um, this is probably because you're not supposed to be there yet. And of course, certain sections are already blocked off because they're not part of your current mission or you're not supposed to be there yet. And it's obviously going to be beyond your level of ability. So if you do need to go through a doorway, you'll find that the ones you do need to go through are in transparent green, but the ones that are blocked off are, are you're unable to get to through are in, are in transparent red. So generally just things to pay attention to like that are very nicely and subtly done. So as far as this review goes, um, I want to say that 10 years later, I do recommend the game. Um, playing through it, I'll see how it holds up. So maybe in a little while after I maybe finish the current quest that I'm on, or after I've had some time to play with the game some more, I'll see if um, the game holds up or um, how it holds up in general. If and read, maybe read some reviews to see what other people think of it to see if there's something I'm missing and don't like or like or anything like that but and see maybe why the game didn't receive as much um, likability as um, I would have imagined it had so like I said so early on our initial review I'd probably give it about a B plus A minus the biggest drawback for me like I said are the system requirements it's overly high for a system so my guess if i was to say is that the game didn't rate too highly just because the extra high system requirements made it hard for people to play the game so if you can't play a game then how are people are going how are people going to be able to play it so um for me i don't want to say that reducing the quality of a game is necessarily the way to go but having adequate system requirements to play a game might have made it worthy so even having a version of the game or quality of the game that matched Knights of the Old Republic 1 and 2 might have made for the game to um, be worth playing or have a quality that is playable on most systems but then of course have the higher quality version with anti-aliasing higher res graphics and all of that for people who can um afford to or even have that or even have to have that um those higher requirements to begin with to play the game so you can get more people in the game to begin with so like i said overall initial grade of b plus to a minus so i'll kind of see how the stories hold up how the gameplay works going forward with the various storylines how um quests hold up how um, teaming up with other players works if there's a way to have npcs or create your own in-game characters without other players like KOTOR 1 and 2 to see how it if the gameplay works that way as well um, and things like that so um, look out for more gameplay videos coming soon so like I said so to round it out grave generally positive A- to B+. Graphics are good enough um, to be playable even on low settings on a Linux um, machine with a stock video card um so i it makes me want to keep playing the game um and especially as a star wars fan and having a bigger universe to play through is of course a very um positive thing to me um so that's all there is for this review um and then in the show notes for this episode i'll have a link to the playlist i have set up on youtube for the gameplay videos so you guys can check out check those out and check out my progress um as i go through and play the game um 
as of this recording i'm working on setting up a live stream to twitch so uh, once that's available i'll probably put a tweet out or once i've been i had a chance to test that i'll put a tweet out to the twitch channel so you guys can check that out but for now the videos will definitely be uploaded to youtube at youtube.com slash patel in zero one for your feedback comments um or anything like that you can find me on twitter at patel n01 or on twitter at patel n01 the website patel n01.com for past episodes subscription links supporting the show and all of that good stuff but thanks for tuning into this episode and until next time Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.